0: Sophie Hardy and the Battle of the Myriad by Emma Dale Narrated by Leona Hall Chapter 22 The Next Blow Panicking, Sophie shouted towards Clara when she laid eyes on her. You haven't been yet, have you? No, Clara reassured her, immediately knowing what Sophie was talking about. But I know where they are. Yasmin was stood there looking out of sorts, and it was Miss Sissons who noticed this first. Are you all right, Yas? she asked, caringly. Most unlike her, Yasmin just nodded and didn't say anything. Sophie briefly considered pressing her further, but didn't as there was no time to waste due to the other problems from the day. Sophie made a note to ask her later, because she didn't want a repeat of Katie and having Yasmin thinking she was being ignored. Clara, sit down. Miss Sissons has something that she wants to tell you, Sophie said, offering Clara a seat at the table that only a few minutes ago, Monita had been sat at. Clara took the seat and looked very unsurely at Miss Sissons, who came and sat opposite her and interlocked her fingers in front of herself on the desk. You can't go and get your parents yet, Clara, because King is keeping them locked up and has been for a long time, she said, looking Clara dead in the eye so that she knew she was serious. Sophie thought that Miss Sissons giving Clara information about her parents that she had kept from her all this time might really upset her, but she was pleasantly surprised to see that Clara remained calm and very attentive about the whole thing. "'Why would he do that?' Clara asked. The aura around Clara had completely changed. The anger she seemed to have been harbouring for the last few days seemed to have subsided, and there was a new sense of hope and optimism oozing from her. Because, and I'm so sorry for not telling you this earlier, your parents were the best agents we ever had working at Shadow. And, on the day of the incident, they, er, uh, disappeared along with all the others, Miss Sissons explained. She took a deep breath at the end and waited for the tirade from Clara. It didn't come. Why didn't you tell me earlier? Clara asked, still calm, but now more inquisitive. Miss Sissons swallowed slightly and took another deep breath. Up until six weeks ago, I had no idea where they were. I wasn't checking my messages, as you know and even when I did, and we all found out that Mr. King had sent them away, not me, I didn't know where they'd gone. Then, before Desmerelda came, I split myself into two, using the same modified implant, and one of me went looking for him, while the other me stayed here and looked after you lot. Then word of Condonar came, and I had to send my avatar to warn Mr. King. It was only then that I realised he had all the agents in his possession right there in his family home but he locked my avatar up as well, while he concocted his plan. The other, real me, is still locked up in Mr King's private residence, and he is keeping it under a firm lock. If I'd have told you yesterday when I came back, you'd have wanted to go looking for them, and it would have been, and still is, too dangerous, because King will do anything to stop you. Is this why you recruited me first? Clara asked, seemingly glossing over everything that Miss Sissons had just said, apart from the fact that her parents had been agents.' This response had thrown everyone, Clara wasn't cross, and the fact that she was now getting answers was a massive weight off her shoulders, not more pressure being put on them. Exactly, Miss Sissons replied, it has always been my intention to recruit you with your parents, they charged me with looking after you should anything happen to them, and it did. Thank you, Clara said with a smile, and turned to look at Miss Sissons. Miss Sissons nodded, unsure. As soon as this thing with the myriad is sorted, we can go and get them because it means Mr. King will have lost. Sophie thought about what she was hearing for a moment. Why would King let you recruit Clara if he knew that she was the daughter of your best agents? Miss Sissons simply turned and said, because he knows that she would be the best. However, he also knows that he would have to keep her on a tight lead in case she turned into her parents. It's yet another reason he has recruited Minita. Clara was distant, but in a good way, as she was clearly relieved to have the pressure taken off her, while Yasmin was distant because of the Encantado's comment about her dad. It was like the two had swapped places in a heartbeat. One thought that entered Sophie's mind before the topic of conversation switched again was, why on earth does Miss Sissons need me? Was it always just Clara she wanted? And I was only ever needed to get her out when she got locked in the nightmare programme. The thought left Sophie quite quickly, but it did linger for longer than it should have done, and made her feel very self-conscious. "'So, what do we need to do now?' Clara asked. "'We need to get a message to Kingsley that King will be there soon,' Sophie answered. "'How soon?' Yasmin asked. "'Don't know, but not long,' Miss Sissons replied. Miss Sissons stood up from the table, and the group began walking, with Yasmin lingering at the back, still clearly very distracted.' Clara stayed at the table briefly to send the message to Kingsley, but then joined the group afterwards. "'He has Manita trained and ready to go in and get some mythicals out,' Miss Sissons explained to Yasmin and Clara, who needed catching up. "'One girl?' Clara asked. "'Sort of,' Sophie replied, sheepishly. "'So Sophie's idea to get him to Rush worked?' Clara replied. "'Not exactly,' Sophie added. "'But there's still only one of her,' Clara repeated her question." "'Not with these modified implants,' Miss Sissons explained. "'With the one Manita is wearing, "'she can create almost infinite copies of herself.' "'The five stood round. "'Clara and Yasmin took deep breaths at this new information "'and thought if anyone had missed anything else. "'The myriad will be fine,' Sophie said. "'There is no way King can get into Meliora, "'even with multiple new agents on his side. "'It's too heavily protected.' "'How is it protected?' asked Yasmin, "'who was racking her brains wondering how it was.' She had only seen a few gnomes and a weak wooden front door. It's hidden in plain sight and can only be opened by a mythical, Sophie said. Miss Sissons nodded in understanding. He has already visited the coordinates and tried the door, pretty much as soon as you went there. He fathomed ages ago that you need to be a mythical in order to open it from the outside, Miss Sissons said. There is one way they could get in, though. The girls looked at each other, confused. How? Clara asked. Somebody lets them in, Miss Sissons replied. Sophie smiled at the thought of it. "'It's okay. I don't think anyone will be stupid enough to let them in. "'We,' Sophie said, pointing at the girls in the room, "'have seen how everyone works in there. "'It would have to be an incredibly good spy to get away with being in there.' Yasmin suddenly snapped out of the daydream she was in as she suddenly realised something. "'What if it's someone who doesn't know they're a spy yet?' "'Pardon?' Sophie asked. Yasmin didn't reply. She just ran over to the monitors and started typing. Eventually, she pulled up the screen from the Encantado cell in Zapvor. Stood round in the cell were King and his new recruit, talking to the Encantado that had been locked up for a week and a half. "'Why has he gone there?' Sophie asked. Clara realised the answer almost instantaneously. "'The original Encantado isn't in the Amazon anymore. "'It's in Meliora, working very hard to fit in. "'If King sets him free and his memories merge together again "'like Desmeraldas did, he will come to realise "'that for ten days we have treated him appallingly "'and then taken advantage of him when his true self "'was just being kind to us and helping me find my parents. "'Then he may just let King into Meliora.' "'Clara had never spoken so quickly. "'It was hard for the others in the room "'to keep track of what she was saying. "'What?' Sophie screeched. "'Someone, now presumably King, set the Encantado free from the hole we left it in in the Amazon, "'and it was recruited by the Myriad as one of their own.' "'The girls and Miss Sissons watched on in horror as King leant forwards to touch the Encantado's head "'to deactivate the modified implant, and as he did so, the Encantado vanished, "'and so did King and Minita a few seconds later. "'Where have they gone?' Lizzie asked. "'I think the Encantado is now going to open the door to Meliora, "'and King and Manita are on the other side of that door waiting to be let in,' Clara answered. "'All King had to do was set him free, twice, "'and once the Encantado's memories marry up, he will do anything for him. "'Get everything we can find on Manita,' Sophie instructed Miss Sissons. "'Before she did so, Miss Sissons told the girls not to go anywhere for a second "'and typed vigorously on the keyboard. "'What are you doing?' Yasmin asked. "'I'm putting time dilators in your pockets.' "'Miss Sissons replied. "'How?' Clara asked. "'Little trick I learnt from Mr King. "'I've added some lines of code to your avatars, "'which allows me to add things to your person. "'Soph, you may have noticed me trying to do this "'over the last few days, "'but I think I've finally managed to crack it. "'Think of it as a sort of 3D printer.' "'Impressive,' Clara said. "'What else can you add?' "'Nothing yet. "'It's taken me a while to learn how to do this. "'There, check your pockets,' Miss Sissons instructed. "'Sure enough.' Sophie put her hand in her trouser pocket and took out one of the white time dilators that she had first seen on the shop floor seven weeks ago, and she understood what had been happening with the phantom things in her pockets at random points for the last day or so. The four girls then zoned out to the coordinates they had been given earlier that day by Kingsley. They stood outside the door to Meliora, looking straight at two figures dressed in dark hoods and long capes, who were facing the door, waiting for it to be opened. Sophie couldn't make out their faces, But stepped towards them nonetheless. The Sophie Hardy Saga was written and produced by Emma Dale. And narrated and produced by Leona Hall. If you enjoyed it and would like to continue to follow the adventures of Sophie and her friends in coming episodes, then please subscribe through one of the many podcast providers out there. The links for each of these can be found on our website. If you require more information, visit our many social media channels, or if you would like to purchase a copy of the book, then be sure to check out our website, www.sophiehardysaga.com. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy.